Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails, the podcast where two lifelong San Francisco Giants fans talk about their favorite baseball team while enjoying homemade cocktails. I'm your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother and co-host, Matthew Henry. Matthew? Yes, I'm here. I was wiping my eyes from the tears because we, we couldn't count down our, <laughs> our, our, our Not podcast. only can we not get these intros right, we can't even start the intros correctly anymore. Oh, listeners, if you heard us before the actual podcast starts, you'd be amazed that we actually even get this thing going sometimes. We should record that because that would just be a comedy thing. The problem is it's us just being bumbling idiots <laughs> right. starting the recording. So it's impossible. It's impossible to do. But anyway, I was going to ask you, Matthew, koalas or kangaroos? Ooh. You know, this this is getting dark, but I heard koalas are like really infected with syphilis nowadays. And uh, so I think I'm team kangaroo. I think. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? What? I, I think that they're. they're wow. They're, they're, that took a turn. That took a turn. I, I didn't I think see that coming. They're syphilis I, I in, in Australia. I think they are. Yeah. Are they? So, um, so wow. you know, maybe wow. a little penicillin for the koalas. I don't wow. know. but. Uh, maybe they do need to do some sort of educational program or something. Educate yeah, those koalas. Yes. I don't know. I don't, okay. You asked. Wow. Um, I did ask. I, you know, wow. Okay, I'm going to find a new bit next week. No more questions, I guess. Anyway, the Giants. Oh, yeah. Those them. guys. They were 4-1 and one this week. They had a short week. They only played five games. They had two off days surrounding a short a jaunt to Anaheim to play the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for a two-game series where they won one game in dominating fashion and then stole another in a very unique and rare extra innings win. Uh, but it turned out that extra innings win was only one of two that they would have this week because then the Giants came home and faced the evil and hated Oakland Athletics. At least on this show, they're evil and <laughs> I was hated. Say. If you're one of those like I like them both kind of people, find another podcast. This hey, is not. This don't, is don't not go the place for our you. listeners off. We only got like five. So, <laughs> all right, that's fine. That's fine. They, okay. they can like whoever they want you, as long as they're here to listen to us. You polyamorous people, fine. Those of you who love many. You can welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. But anyway, the Giants had their first walk-off win of the season against the Oakland Athletics. It's amazing. The Giants have been walked off seven times this year and had only their first walk-off on Saturday night. First of all, is it only seven? It is only seven. And they have a winning record on the road, and that means they've been walked. That means they've gone in tied into the ninth or extra innings, and then lost that game. So, so think if they had even won half of those. We might, we might, we might actually have a really good record if we won half of those. <laughs> we might, we might, uh, yeah. But now, unfortunately, our record is only fifty and twenty-seven for the best record in baseball. The first major league baseball team to fifty wins, and in my heart, and in many power rankings now, I will have you know the Giants are the number one team in baseball 
We still don't know what The Athletic has done. They ranked the Dodgers number one last week because I don't know. It's the easy thing to do, I guess. Well, I think the thing with The Athletic is that they they rotate who decides. Uh, well, I think they vote amongst all their writers. Oh, that's right. And then the, and then they have two people that write the actual write-up. That's correct. Yeah. So, the, so there's no excuse yeah. for them. Yeah, I mean, there there is no excuse for them. I don't know how a team that is four and a half games behind another can be ranked ahead of them, and, and you know, and they're pulling away. Uh, but whatever. The Dodgers got no hit this week by the Chicago Cubs, although now they do stand three and a half games behind the Giants. So that is the Giants' lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, and so we have a lot of things to talk about, many, many things to cover, including, um, well, including what we're going to talk a little bit about, about how good or not the Giants are compared to their hated rivals. But before we get to that, actually, I think it's your turn to ask me. I think you're right. Uh, Ben, what did the dice say you're drinking this week? Well, the dice told me the ingredients. They didn't give me a title, but thank you for asking. I am drinking what I am calling a a maraschino margarita. So last week, the mixology dice, which I had to roll because Buster Posey had hit a home run in the previous week. And and that's that's just how we roll here. I roll if Buster rolls. Or if Logan Webb wins a game, too, but but he's been out for a while, so that, that hasn't factored in yet. But anyway, the dice said I had to have a tequila maraschino liqueur and lime cocktail, sour cocktail. So basically, this is very much a, a margarita, but instead of using Cointreau, we're using maraschino liqueur, and we have no sweetener. The, the liqueur is the sweetener. And it actually gave me a ratio. So, like, I had my cocktail very well defined for me. It was two parts tequila, one part maraschino liqueur, one part lime juice. And I made that cocktail, and it was it was okay. I made that cocktail a couple days ago just to try it out. And it was okay. But really what I noticed about that particular ratio, and for my maraschino liqueur, by the way, I was using Luxardo. What I noticed about that was that the lime juice and the maraschino liqueur actually overpowered the tequila. It came off as a very tart cocktail, uh, that, and the maraschino was very, very strongly flavored. And, and tequila is no slouch when it comes to flavor. Right. Mm -hmm. But that combination of that at those ratios, I found that I just couldn't even taste the tequila. And I was just using Blanco tequila. I wasn't using anything uh, fancier than that. So this was your your basic Blanco tequila. And so what I decided to do is tweak it a little bit. So I, I went off script. But I wanted to, I felt like that wasn't fair to the tequila. So I actually reduced the amounts of of both of them a little bit. I significantly pulled back on the lime. So I reduced the lime by 50%, and I reduced the maraschino liqueur by uh, by 25%. So the ratios were a little bit lower in favor of the, the tequila. And I shook that in ice. I poured it and kept it in a, in a, in a rocks glass. I kept it on the rocks. And, uh, you know, it's a drinkable cocktail. It's not, it's not amazing, though. <laughs> I think I think it's one of those things that serves as maybe a base. It's like something that I might research more in the future. Maybe I would throw in some extra cherry bitters to kind of cherry it up a little bit or maybe add a little extra sweetener. 
uh, and bring some of the lime juice back to balance that out because it actually did after I made all those modifications it came back a little you know um, small like not not very much liquid as you would you would usually prefer in a in a cocktail of that sort so uh, you know it was an interesting experiment I I'm glad I tried it 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 made me refresh my uh, maraschino liqueur in my bar and there's lots of cool things that you can do about this but this cocktail is just sort of it's just kind of a meh for me. Mm. You know. All right. Well, at least know. Buster got a home run out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, at least Buster hit a home run. Yes. Unfortunately, Buster did not hit a home run this week. I, I think that's because he, they only played five games and he missed two of them. So, uh, so Buster did not homer this week. So that means I'm I'm scot free. I can get to choose my own cocktail next week, and and uh, maybe it'll it'll make up a little bit for these last two weeks. Uh, but I will say this: this cocktail way better than um, the bitter gripes. <laughs> Yes. So the maraschino margarita is a lot, lot better than the bitter gripes. And uh, and for that, I'm very thankful. With that said, Matthew, uh, what are you drinking this week? Well, when you said that you get to pick your own cocktail and it will maybe it will be better. I'm sipping mine and wondering if that's necessarily the case, because I did get to pick my own cocktail this week. And, you know, I. I research a lot of cocktails and sometimes I find one that sounds interesting that I'd like to try something that I'd never seen before. And this is one of those, the, the recipe that I found was called, the title of the drink was called slippery when wet. Matthew, when you choose your cocktails based off of their title, yeah, you're <laughs> going to get some duds. That's right. your own fault. Okay, in my defense, this wasn't the title was not what drove me to it. It actually kind of maybe turned me off because I was like, do I really want to say the phrase slippery when wet on my podcast? But here I am. So so this Oh, this, you totally wanted to say it. <laughs> well, yeah. I want to say it. Slippery when wet. <laughs> oh boy. Um anyway, this this cocktail as written was uh, a couple of, of strawberries, uh three quarter ounce fresh lemon juice. Uh, a tablespoon of honey, two ounces of gin, and a heaping teaspoon of plain Greek yogurt. And so the yogurt was what actually kind of drew me to this cocktail. What is it with you? You also were drawn to lemon curd, if I remember correctly, in a previous... <laughs> what okay, is that's... it about these gelatinous ingredients in your... Well, your... I, you... Beverages. The, the yogurt, when shaken, becomes more like a cream. It adds a little tartness to it. Uh, I actually am enjoying the mouthfeel of this cocktail. I think uh, it does add a little creaminess to it. Uh, nice pull there with the mouthfeel. Thanks. I, I, I learned that from somebody. And, uh, and, and what's interesting, too, is this is actually garnished with black pepper. Oh, oh, and what I forgot to add is that while I was going to use gin, I was reading some of the comments on the website that I found, and a number of people said they had used tequila instead of gin to great effect. And I thought, well, I love tequila, probably more than I love gin. Uh, and so I thought, well, I'll, I'll substitute the tequila in there and see how that goes. And I got to say, unfortunately, I'm a little disappointed. I, I don't think there's a lot of depth to this drink. It doesn't have... Uh, it doesn't have enough um, notes in it to really do good. I mean, I think if you are someone that doesn't really want to taste the alcohol and wants a, a strawberry summer drink that they can gulp down, this would be a good cocktail for you. Uh, 
Uh, it's definitely a strawberry thing. It, it's in mine is it's pink, uh, really pink color. I was actually thinking of renaming it uh, the redheaded bullpen uh, <laughs> after a couple of our, uh, you know, our wow. redheaded bearded uh, relievers. But then they broke them up, and well, we got two out of three. Uh, you know, are still still there. You know, Connor's right. no longer with us, but uh, we still got Brebia and uh, and and Latell. Latell, thank you. And so, so anyway, the the drink itself is okay. It's very drinkable. It's a nice kind of summer drink. But if you're looking for like a a real classic cocktail with some depth to it where you can kind of play the tequila in this case off of, you know, the, the other flavors. It's just not there. So I mean, I'm giving it a, maybe a C plus B minus if I were to grade it, but that's what I'm drinking today. All right. Well, there are some interesting things going on there. I like the black pepper ingredient. Uh, that, that is intriguing to me. I once had a cocktail in Toronto that was, had black pepper and gin and was excellent. I have never seen anything like it since. So uh, I was intrigued when you said that. But I don't know, man. The yogurt. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Um, you know, I don't know what's drawing to you with these these viscous ingredients, but, <laughs> uh, you know, well, anyway. I mean, it, at least... Um, it sounds more interesting, at least, than my boring um, uh, maraschino margarita, though. So I, I will give you that. But, you know, not every cocktail's great. And you don't enjoy every one that you have. And I think what we're learning this week, Matthew, is that's okay. You can go try something else. It's it's fun to experiment. And, uh, and if you don't like something, just go in a different direction on the menu. Yeah. Well, and I'm actually looking forward. I'm going to remake this drink with the gin just just so that I can, you know, taste and see maybe I made the wrong choice with the spirit. Yeah, and use up use up all that yogurt you got. Exactly, because yeah. you know I've got a whole yeah. container of non of full fat uh, plain Greek yogurt in the fridge. So somebody's got to do something with it. All right. Well, with that, Matthew, the San Francisco Giants are fifty and twenty-seven, the first team to fifty wins, and wait, wait. Can you say that again? The first Major League Baseball team to 50 wins. Halfway to me embarrassing myself on this podcast, as as we know. Listeners, you may or may not recall, I, I don't know when this happened. Did you, you must have tricked me into this or there must have been like, I don't understand how this happened, but apparently I agreed that if the Giants, oh, this was, I'm remembering now, this was entirely my fault, wasn't it? It was. You this is the it. problem with doing a podcast you. where you, you ingest alcohol <laughs> during the podcast. You say ridiculous things that you regret. Actually, I don't really regret this one very much because if I end up having to do these shots, I, that means the Giants won 100 games. I said if the Giants win 100 games, I will do shots on the show. I didn't say how many I would do. And I also didn't say I'd be shooting what, you know. Yes. I might be getting a booster vaccine shot. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Well, right now, Fangrass projects the Giants at 101 wins. That's insane. Wait, which fan graphs is this? Is this the one where they're like not using their cockamamie? Right. This is the season to date stats plus okay. projections. So okay, okay, not their totally broken uh, algorithm where they're still saying the Giants are going to be negative four runs for the rest of the year. Yeah, that one is pretty harsh. Uh, 
Yeah, that one is predicting 91 wins, so that means that they'd only have 41 more wins. You know, when the team like the San Francisco Giants comes along to Fangraphs, they just got to sit there with egg on their face the whole year and just watch that just get obliterated. Because the math is not working. No, the math is not working. I'd be interested to know what they're doing to to come up with that, whether it's it's all like handwritten algorithms or whether they're using machine learning or, or what. But I just don't think there's enough data for Major League Baseball for them to be doing machine learning. But that's getting a little too far into the weeds. That's a different podcast. Um, anyway, back to the original point. The Giants have 50 wins, Matthew. And they got there by sweeping the Angels in a two-game set. Uh, first of all, a dominating performance by T-Bone when he shut down the Angels for seven innings and Flores and Dubon went deep en route to a 5 to nothing victory. But I feel like the really important game to talk about here was Game 2. Because Game 2 was absolutely insane. And it had a lot of bizarre things going on in that game. First of all, it was the first game in Major League history where the American League team was not using the DH and the National League team was. And that's, I mean, that already just comes down to one guy, uh, Shohei Otani. But, but I think that ended up playing a huge role in that game. And it ended up for some bizarre... <laughs> Are bizarre situations for the Angels uh, in the, as that game went into extra innings. But um, I don't know, Matthew, what was your favorite part of that game? Right when the game finally ended uh, <laughs> and I could breathe, I think, you know, maybe when Talkman hit the three-run homer. Talkman, actually... yeah, Talkman was on the verge of six strikeouts. Was one strike away from six strikeouts? I had the text ready to hit send to you that said Talkman just struck out six times in a game because he had two strikes on him in yeah. the 13th. And I was ready to hit send. And then he sends that homer out. And I'm like, delete, 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 backspace, backspace. Uh, I think uh, all of Giants Nation breathed a sigh of relief. I mean, I think at that point we felt pretty comfortable we were going to win that game. But I mean, that obviously put the game away, uh, that homer. Yes. But at the same time, it was just like, oh, man, he needed that. He needed that in the worst way. But, you know, six strikeouts is a major league record, right? Nobody's yeah. ever struck out more times than six. Now, he wouldn't have been the only person holding that record. He would have tied the record. But it's not a record that's held by very many people. I think it's like five. So in the history of Major League Baseball, and this includes all extra inning games, including extra inning games before the last two seasons where they played real baseball. The whole the whole way and they don't, not this fake baseball where where, you know, they put a runner on second and he, I think he would have been only the fifth person to strike out six times in a game. And, and that's that's brutal, man. That is that is a tough place to be. And then what a strange thing, because he actually now I think he's what he has done is he was the third person to strike out five times in a game and hit a home run. So I think he's only the third person to do that. I'll have, we'll have to double check. Don't quote me on that stat, but... Yeah, I want to say like the names on that one were, were some big time sluggers like Reggie Jackson and, and things like yeah. that. So, it uh, was quite the turn of events, but... Well, and there was so much that went on in that game. I mean, you asked me that simple question and I just, I mean, so many things go through my head. You know, the, you know, I thought we'd lost it, you know, an inning or two before, right? You know, the game was over. Oh, when, uh, when Renjifo uh, hit the ball and they called him safe and then they went to instant replay? Yes. The, the fireworks are already sounded. Fans were heading for the parking lot. And, and then, oh, wait. Uh, I, got... 
I've seen a lot of replays where I felt like they had the same kind of look and they did not overturn it. That one was very surprising to me. I mean, Buster was clearly confident. There's a part of me that's thinking that maybe the umpires in New York, whichever crew it was, was looking at Buster and they were like, well, Buster Buster knew he he was out. Yeah, Buster (laughs) thinks he got him. So factor in that to everything else and then he's out. (laughs) I mean, you know. I don't know. It looked so close to me. At the same time, though, they get freeze frames. They get yeah, from multiple angles. So they from can multiple angles. And we never got a freeze frame. Right. No. It, it was always like. And so your eyes are always trying to dance between two different spots. And we never got a freeze frame that was perfect. Um, they do. They do get perfect freeze frames. So so maybe maybe they saw something that we didn't. But I I didn't think that had to be. And so I was like, wow, that that was a, a <laughs> that was an unexpected moment. Well, and, and then the other the other notable thing that not just from that game, but I think from the series in general was, that, you know, we were expecting Otani, you know, he leads the I don't know if he leads the American League in home runs, but he had 23 home runs going into uh, into the series. He was 0 for 6 with five strikeouts in the series. And and they pitched him so well and differently. Gaussman, you know, and and Desclafani both had different ways. Desclafani was pitching him tight and up and Gaussman was getting him out with the splitter. And, yeah. you know, it was uh, he was confused. He did not look like, a, 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 you know, the Otani that you know, we're used to seeing. There's part of me that wants to say we figured him out. But you know what I think it really is? is it's just that old adage that good pitching beats good hitting. And the Giants have good pitching. Yeah. I mean, the reason the Giants are in first place is because of Gaussman, Desclafani and Wood and, and Cueto. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, Sanchez and, and Webb have had a little bit to do with that, too. But but it's really the starting rotation. And I think it's those four guys that have really um, led the way. And this is really the dominant reason that the Giants are in first place. And don't get me wrong, the, the, the lineup, certainly, you know, after the first month and a half or so has been outstanding at scoring runs and the depth of that lineup. Right. All of the work that the front office has done in finding all of the right people to keep filling in for those injuries and all of the great work that the coaching staff has done to make sure that everybody is prepared on a daily basis to play at all these different positions. All of that has factored in for sure. But the main reason is the starting rotation. And I think that's probably what it just came down to, which was just that our starting pitchers are that good and they shut down, I think, the preeminent baseball player in Major League Baseball today. I mean, yes. and the Giants shut him down. And, and, yeah, he got locked up in a pitcher's duel with Gossman on the other side of the, you know, doing his other thing that he does really well. Yep. And, uh, but Gossman matched him, right? And, and I think that ended up leading to some really awkward situations because they wanted Ohotani's bat in the lineup, but they also wanted him on the mound, which means they lost the DH for that game. And then they used a lot of players to to try to stay in that game. And they had one guy on the bench, Upton, who was actually hurt, hurt himself swinging the bat the previous night and so was not available. And so therefore... They ended up in a situation where the American League team had two start. Well, no, one starting pitcher playing left field and batting in the lineup and then a reliever batting in the lineup. At one point, an American League team had two pitchers hitting in their lineup, which was 
I mean, I don't, I, I don't even know. Has that even? I mean, I'm sure it must have happened at some point, before, you know, but pre D, uh, post DH, but, but yeah. maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe in a really long often. extra. It had to have been a really long extra innings game, right? Because right. Uh, because I just I I that that was so so strange. Um, and you know I think the other thing for me about that game was that. You know, it was a game that, especially as it descended into extra innings, it looked like a game where the Angels were just trying their hardest to lose it. And we just had to get out of their way and let them lose. And then they finally imploded and we broke through, which was a big deal for for the Giants, because like we said, their, their record is not great in extra innings. And and they've actually done pretty well recently in extra innings. They they used to be, they only had one win in extra innings until like I think the beginning of June. So to be where they are now, which is I think one game under five hundred in extra innings games, is is quite an accomplishment. But yeah, I mean that was just a crazy game. And um, yeah, we were lucky to get out of there with two wins, but uh, we'll take it for sure. So, for sure, and, and you got to you know, win games like that. You got to right. win games like that. And I think you know the the other thing that's kind of un. The, the unspoken hero is just how the Giants don't beat themselves with bad defense. And, you know, it seems like lately we've been playing a lot of teams where there's just a really large juxtaposition between the Giants defense and our opponent's uh, defense. Because uh, you see, you know, Angels had misplaying fly balls, you know, balls, they're mistracking them. And so, all, you know, landing where they didn't, you know, nowhere near the, 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 the center outfielder. fielder and the right field for the angels definitely look like they had no idea who was responsible for getting what ball. Yeah. Which is really just, interesting. Cause you, even everybody knows it's always the center fielder's ball unless he can't get it. Can't right? get it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Right. Yes. The center fielder gets everything. Uh, so, yeah, it just uh, it, it really kind of drove home to me how, you know, the Giants rarely beat themselves. And the Angels, you know, multiple times uh, just seemed like we're giving opportunities to the Giants. And, uh, and you know, so the Giants needed them sometimes. And we took advantage of it. So, you know, we didn't beat ourselves. So that was great. Uh, you know, it was good coming home, you know, to, to play the A's. It was fun seeing the crowd, uh, you know, there uh, we hadn't seen a. A full house, uh, you know, in, in over a year, a uh, year and a half, two years. So, right, two years. I don't know. It's been a long time. So it's it was great to see uh, that and hear the feel the energy. Cueto seemed to respond, you know, to that. Uh, seven shutout. Cueto innings. loves a crowd. You oh. know he does. Oh, he, he, he was loves the yeah. audience. Yes. Oh, of course he does. And so if there was any of our starters that were, you know, it was the perfect moment for them was, was Cueto. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, you know, he he uh he he pitched really well. Seven shutout innings. Uh, Casali homered in that game. Uh, you know who has quietly started to hit and uh, yeah, he's and, been heating up for the last over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, right? he was the hero yes. a couple times this weekend, and so it's been great to see him finally start to come around. I, you know, after his after his stint on the IL, uh, really seemed to be you know he got to rest that injured wrist, I guess that he's been nursing, and that seems to have made a difference for him. So. That's great because you know now Buster can take some time off and and we don't have to have a significant drop off. You know, 
Uh, well, Buster got scratched from those two games, and Casale hits a, a home run to give them an insurance run in game the first game that Buster was scratched in. And then in the second game that Buster gets scratched in, Casale delivers the walk-off hit. Yeah. The only walk-off that the San Francisco Giants have this year is at the hands of Kurt Casale. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy how this whole all this stuff ends up working out, but it, it feels very, very 2021 San Francisco Giants. You know, like it, it just seemed like, of course, it would be Kurt Casale. Of course, it would be there on a night when Buster was was um, scratched due to a back injury. And uh, I mean, because of who else would it be? Right. right. I mean, who else would it be? Would it be somebody who makes sense like you know, Mike Gostemski? No, nope. no, no. Of course, it would be Kurt Casale because that's the 2021 Giants. And, and that was actually a really fun last uh, at bat. I mean, watching him turn on that pitch and put it down the left field line and to see Duggar, who's arguably the fastest player on the Giants team, uh, you know, he had the ball in front of him. He had the play, you know, where he could see it and just never broke stride, never slowed down. And I think in the in the postgame interview, he said that if Wotus had held him up, he wasn't stopping. Yeah, he was going to run anyway. <laughs> he was going to run anyway. I mean, Wotus had sent Wade earlier when the A's had a very, very good. I mean, Kemp does not have a good arm out there. And uh, and Kemp hit his cutoff man who came running out. Yeah. To the outfield and and the and the shorts. I think it was a shortstop. Although who knows if the no, it was the third base. It was the third base. Was the third baseman? Yeah. Okay. I mean, and they made a throw that just Wade was out by by a country mile. But yeah. um, well, and I think what was interesting about that is that Kemp they were positioning him shallow because anything deeper and he doesn't have the arm to get it there anyway, right? So uh, they they positioned him shallow and it was just the perfect hit. You know, hard hit ball to him. He quickly got it into the cutoff man. And so yeah, I, you know, it was a good yeah. baseball play by them. They were prepared for that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you absolutely had to send him, though, in that situation. Because, totally. Yeah. It's, you know, two outs and, uh, you know, they got to make the play. And they did. Yep. yep. But Yeah. And then today, you know, uh, the bats went a little cold today. You know, I, I think uh, I had to look up this guy. Was it Cole Irvin? Is that his name? Uh, yeah. Cole Irvin. And Cole Irvin. You know, he, he pitched yeah. really well today. And the Giants had a hard didn't have an answer yeah. for him. And as soon as he left the game, you know, we scored a couple runs and mm-hmm. and uh, at least made it so that we weren't shut out. But, uh, you know, overall, it wasn't a wasn't a great game. But, you know, you can't win them yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you don't know Cole Irvin's name. I mean, not that I did either. It's hard to know these teams that play really far away. And you just don't <laughs> know who they are. You know, the you only thing I know about the Oakland Athletics is that they're all named Matt or something, right? You know what? You know what? Uh, you say that and it's funny, you know, like it's funny. But I was thinking about this yesterday. Do the A's play on local radio do they have a local do they have a local tv station i honestly do not know i wouldn't know where to find the oakland a's i do they have a local tv station okay well i was just kidding i actually know quite a bit about yes they do they have both of those things i could care less about the a's i you know they might as well be in new york for all i care i who cares about the a's like i I don't go looking for them i don't i don't want to know anything about them you know remember at the beginning of the show how you were saying don't chase our our our, (laughs) well i'm sure some of those fans know how to find them but i i don't I mean, I, I'm, I am going to go look and see what that was less than 30 minutes ago that you were chastising me. <laughs> Literally less than 30 minutes ago that you were saying, don't chase our poor A's fans away. Don't let those polyamorous, you know, uh, know that uh, it's not OK to be a Giants and an A's fan. And now you're like, 
Do well, they even exist? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, next year they're <laughs> going to be the Oakland Athletics and wear gray and black, and uh, you know, or, so it'll. Yeah, we yeah, won't I mean, care you, at all. You mean you mean you, you just said the oh, Oakland I mean, Athletics? Yeah. You, you I mean, mean the Las Vegas, Las Vegas uh, Athletics. Athletics. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope for Ace fans that's not true, but I, I, I mean, that would be very yes. Oakland of it to. Yes, to it's it's uh, it's Sports uh, California, right? It's NBC Sports Bay Area is the San Francisco Giants. Uh, oh, so that's TV why YouTube channel? TV was asking me which channel I wanted to it's watch. It's California it for mm. the for the A's. Uh, uh-huh. Their play-by-play guy is Glenn Kuyper. Yes, I did know? know that. I did know that. Yeah, because you know Dwayne mentioned it the other day. That was the only reason. Yeah, Dwayne's brother, uh, little brother, um, and uh, Braden. Um, Oh wow, I, I'm totally blanking on his last name right now. Uh, Dallas Braden. <laughs> Dallas Braden. Yeah, sorry. Uh, is there is there is there color guy? And uh, they're very good. They're very good. Uh, very good crew. If you say I, so. I, I I like listening to them a lot. Uh, you know, I listen to them a lot because I like to watch a lot of baseball, and so yes, that's how I know where they are and how to find them and and all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, honestly. No, I you know Cole Irvin not high on my radar. You know I know the Mats. Um, you know I, I I the Mats are very very good baseball players. Yes. Chapman and Olson, um, to be sure. I know Loriano uh, because uh, wow. I mean, you know I you know I know I was about to go in this whole thing. I was going about to wax poetic about the Oakland Athletics. I'm not going to do it. No. Ram- Ramon Loriano, he's a good player. Fine, let's go, let's move on. Let's move on. Like, That's right. I, Look, look what I almost did. Look what no, I almost yeah, did. Yeah, you almost sucked, got sucked into that. I almost you, got sucked into it. No, 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 no. You know yeah, who's also a good team? I, you know who's also a good team? The San Francisco Giants. Damn right. But you know who they're not as good as, though? They're not as good as the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, don't give me that. Don't even start. <laughs> no, wait. Hear me out on this. No, hear me I'm out not on hearing this. you out on this. No. Well, okay. Can you hear me out on this? No, I'm not. Well, first of all, Matthew, the Dodgers are in Los Angeles. Did you know that? I did know that. And they won the World Series yes. last year. That's right. 60 game season. I'm yeah. pretty sure the fact that they're from L.A. and they won the World Series last year means they're gods <laughs> and therefore are always the best team in baseball regardless of how many games behind the Giants they are. Okay, that's my argument. Okay. That's my argument. My arguments are they're the Dodgers. They won the World Series last year. And even though they got no hit by the Cubs, they're the, Dodge- they're the Dodgers. Uh, okay, now you go. You give me uh, your evidence. That's well, my evidence. So I have been... Yeah, I'm, I am a subscriber to The Athletic, and you know, they have some really great, you know, Andrew Baggerly and uh, and Grant Brisby, and they, they have some great writers who write really great stuff about the Giants. Uh, and then they've got some people who make decisions on these, these rankings, and the Giants have yet to be ranked number one. And, and making matters worse is they keep ranking the Dodgers ahead of the Giants. And, and at first it was cute. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. And, you know, recency bias, all that. Okay, I get it. And now it's just like negligence. And, and, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, since May 1st, on offense, the Giants have been the better team. They lead the, they lead the National League in war. 
since May 1st at 11.6. They have the highest batting average, the highest slugging percentage, the highest isolated power, which is slugging minus batting average. They have the highest weighted runs created plus at 118, the highest weighted on base average. They have the most home runs, which they currently lead the major leagues in. The most runs, they have the highest run differential in the National League. So there is no way that you could say that the Dodgers are the better team offensively than the Giants. Now, you could make the argument. Okay, you look like you're going to say something. So I am. I am going to say something. They're in Los Angeles. Okay, but I don't care if they're in Neptune, okay? No, no, wait, 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 wait. Also... They're 17 and 23 against teams over 500. Okay. Right? Yes. No, 17 and 22. Sorry. They're okay. so so they suck against good teams, the Dodgers do. And so therefore Wait, I got to think about this for a while. Okay, you say some more things while I think about why okay, that makes okay. the Dodgers good. All right, yeah, because the Giants, you talk about running records. The Giants are 20 and 13 against teams over 500. So, so that that doesn't even play there. But then, Oh, oh, there it is. See, they haven't played nearly as many. Oh, okay. Well, all right, I'll give you that. Okay, uh pitching it's, uh, it's 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 birds in the hand or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we get to pitching. Yeah, I will say that the, the the Dodgers have a good pitching staff, and so the Giants and the Dodgers, you know, both have really good staff. But the Giants have a better ERA than the Dodgers. They have a better bullpen ERA, if you can imagine that. The Giants have a lower batting average on balls in play. Giants no, I have can't a, imagine that. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, you know, the Giants actually. Oh no, no, that's right. No, I do remember that. The Dodgers bullpen also has been problematic. Yes, yes, you're right. Continue. But you know, the Giants actually, uh, since May first, are like have the sixth best bullpen in in the National League, which you know boggles my mind. But anyway, better than the Dodgers. The Giants have a better the merry-go-round. The merry-go-round. That's right. They started cranking the merry-go-round. They started cranking it, and it's been working. Yeah. Yeah. We were we demanded it. We demanded it after the opening day gut punch. Yep. It took them six weeks, but then yeah, they started cranking. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, You're doing good. You're doing great, by the way. All right. Well, the Giants have a better whip than the Dodgers. You know, so 1.10 versus 1.12. Very close, but still better. All right. And then, you know, fielding, the Giants lead the National League in fewest errors and fielding percentage. Okay. The Dodgers do not. All right. So you look at all three phases of the game. And 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 then don't even get me like you know the Giants fans don't come in the third and leave in the sixth okay I mean that's another another you know mark against the Dodgers you know I mean so just overall the Giants are the better team and uh, you know I'm glad that some of these other publications are starting to to come around but uh, you know the Athletic needs to get their act together because it's just negligence now yeah yeah I mean if you're not okay look. You should have you should have been on the wagon like two or three weeks ago if you wanted to look smart, right? Right. If you wanted to look like you knew what you were doing, uh, if if you're not on the bandwagon now, if you're not if you're not ranking the Giants ahead of the Dodgers at this point, you're just being stubborn or you're demonstrating that you're not watching the games. Right. Um, but I do have a couple more arguments about the Dodgers and why they're better than the Giants. Did I mention that they're in LA? You've mentioned that because a I times. really don't think I don't think you're really you're really like accepting okay. that. Like I used as, to live in near the, LA. I used vet. to work in LA County. Uh-huh. It's the armpit of California. Okay. 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 F- okay fine. Fine. It's like 115 <laughs> degrees in August. I mean, it's you know. <sighs> yeah. 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 I, it's, I don't care yeah. that they're in LA. 
I mean, we probably shouldn't bring water rights into this. But <laughs> they, they get all they get all their water from Northern California. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, uh, I'm having to like watch how much shower water I use. <laughs> well, that's the whole state of California, honestly. It's all Western United States. But we'll get we'll get beyond that. Uh, okay, other argument, other argument for the, the Dodgers. I, I do want to. I do want to. They have some really big names that are on the DL, and they're going to come back later this season. And then Matthew, then. Then you'll see how good the Dodgers are. Okay. Yeah. Like, we don't know what it's like to have injuries. <laughs> right. Like Evan Longoria and Tommy Listella and... Uh, Yastrzemski yeah. twice uh, and yeah. Belt. And, and never mind the fact that one of the reasons the Giants are so good is because they have played well through lots and lots of injuries. Um which I think is a huge, huge element to to why the Giants have been so successful this year, right? Is yeah. is because of their resiliency, which is really interesting because that is actually the Giants' marketing tagline this yeah. year. The resilient, resilient. SF, and which I think is they, kind of funny because if you say it really fast, you know, <laughs> yes, I think there's a double entendre there. Yes, like, it's yeah. a resilient as F. Yes, yes. Um, indeed. Indeed. Um, but there's one there's one last thing that I don't think you're factoring in here, Matthew, and that is this. The Giants don't have Fernando Tatis Jr. Neither do the Dodgers. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, because like, because like every time I hear about how the you know I say the Giants are good, I hear one of two things. But Fernando Tatis Jr. has so many home runs. But you're right. He doesn't play for the Dodgers. He plays for that other team that's even further behind the Giants. Five and a half games out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's getting old. It's getting old. Uh, you know, at this point in time, like, it's time to give up the ghost, guys. Um, yeah. yeah, the Giants the are for France... real. And, you know, people don't want to admit it, but the Giants are for real. And they're going to yeah. have to start accepting that. Yeah. I mean, that being said, though, I mean, that is absolutely remarkable. All of those statistics that you said, because here's the thing. The Dodgers are good. They're all right. (laughs) The the Dodgers are. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. The Dodgers are a very, very good baseball team. They are the number. They're in first place in the wild card standings. Right. And And their fans um, should be really happy about that. (laughs) Well, they're behind the Giants, so, you know, they're not. But 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 here's my point. My point is, is that, yes, the Dodgers are a very good team. And they're three and a half games behind the San Francisco Giants. And the Giants have, yes, have all of those statistics that you mentioned, especially many, many on offense where they're better than the Dodgers. And I think what what is really, really remarkable and I think what demonstrates how good of a team the San Francisco Giants are is that all of those statistics are spread out amongst a huge number of players. If any one guy goes down, that doesn't mean that their season is over. And yeah, I know we're all holding our breaths with certain players. And yes, there have been some really tough injuries for big names, but the Giants have weathered the storm. And I think that is predominantly uh, one of the one of the main reasons why they've been able to stick it out. But Matthew, I'm with you. I think we're all with you. Everybody listening to this podcast w- is with you because I think anybody who was an Ace fan is left at this point. So, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, the sorry Ace fans, <laughs> your team's good too. <laughs> um, uh, it's too late; they're already gone. 
they've thrown the proverbial uh, radio out the window. Uh, um, anyway, you know, I, I, I do... I do want to talk about, however, I think that's a good good segue to talk about a significant injury that did happen this week, which we, we actually haven't talked about. And that was to Brandon Belt. And we talked a lot about a couple of moves, and we've just talked a lot about their resiliency. But, you know, I, I think it was really interesting because you and I talked about these scenarios of, like, what happens when people start coming off of the I.L., what should the Giants do? And you and I had said that the Giants should probably strongly consider DFAing uh, Mike Talkman. And and in my rankings, I even put Lamont Wade Jr. ahead of, of Austin Slater, right? And Austin Slater had an option. And I said, that's probably what the Giants will do is option Austin Slater because they won't get rid of Mike Talkman. Well, in that respect, we were correct. But what we were correct in was that they sent down Lamont Wade Jr. and uh, and kept Austin Slater, which I think was a surprise to a lot of people. But then, two days later, we learned why you and I are just fans who rant about baseball on our you know private little podcast. And other people get paid lots and lots of money to to build baseball teams when Brandon Belt hurt himself rounding third base. And the Giants had to call Lamont Wade Jr. back up because Brandon Belt is now on the I.L. And and they got to keep Mike Talkman, which if you and I had been in charge, they would not have been able <laughs> right. to do. Uh, so, I mean, I think there's a lot of facets around here, this Belt injury. Uh, so I don't know whether you want to pick one up or not, you know, what point you want to pick up. But um... well, I, I think this injury uh, is, you know, it's emblematic, I think, of the challenges uh, that they've had, you know, all year long. And they've managed to kind of plug those holes. You know, for me, looking at I mean, I was looking at the roster and, you know, in retrospect, you look back and you think, OK, well, you know, the reason they they couldn't send Slater down because they don't have any other right handed outfielders besides Darren Ruff and Mauricio Debone. And so, so, you know, they have a lot of left-handed outfielders and Talkman doesn't have any options. So Talkman's going to, you know, going to stay. And, you know, I think that they can make that, that choice because they have the best record in baseball, they're scoring runs. Uh, you know, they don't have to make that decision on Talkman right now. And, and they didn't. Right. So uh, Talkman has right. been given a longer leash. Uh, so you're saying because they've been playing so well, they didn't have to make a hard choice like that. Right. And, and Slater you know, had to stay be- and Lamont had to go because because of the left-hander, right-hander thing. Right. And who, and they're the only ones that had options, right? So right. Yeah. Uh, that were going to go. I mean, you're not going to send Jastrzemski down. You know, you're not gonna, you're not going to send Dickerson down. So um, and certainly not going to send Duggar now. I mean, Duggar's been playing almost as a starter. So, uh, you know, so I think yeah, yeah, Duggar was... has been amazing and he's even had a he's even had a bit of a of a struggle now and has now come out of that. I think he mm-hmm. has demonstrated that uh, he's he's for real and he's yeah. here. And, and that's I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him because I think that's we've been waiting for that for a long time. I mean, and it's just remarkable. I mean, he was such a weak hitting defense only center fielder just like two seasons ago. And, you know, you, you, you were surprised that he made the roster, you know, kind of thing. And now look at him. So that's that's been fun to see. But I think, you know, as this whole this whole carousel of players, you know, first of all, the depth is important because it seems like someone's always getting hurt. Right. So we're always cycling through. But I was looking at the injured list 
and the number of, of, of players that are on there that are on their um, rehab assignments right now. You know, there's there's Tyler Beatty, Jalen Davis, uh, who's playing actually very well during his rehab assignment. Uh, there's you know Aaron Sanchez, Tommy Lastella was on a rehab assignment and then he jammed his thumb. So now he's taking a little bit of time off to let that heal. He actually cracked it. Oh, did he? I didn't hear yeah. that. I heard that it was it was just a jam. OK, well, see, now he's out for a longer time now, isn't he? Yeah, it doesn't look good. Um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but. Yeah, sorry. Sorry so, to rain on your parade. Yeah, but keep well, going. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, bummer, dude. Anyway, uh, so so I think there's uh, there is going to you know here we are ranting about not sending down Talkman you know earlier this week, and and I feel like there's going to be a lot of those moments coming up, uh, and the trade deadline is in about a month, uh, but I think we might see some movement before then because otherwise they're going to lose some of these players, and so. I feel like you know, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to kind of see what Farhan Zaidi is going to do with this influx of players that are coming off the IL. And he's got to make room on the 40-man and then on the 26-man rosters for some of these players. And there's just not enough room. And, I mean, that's a great problem to have. But there's going to be some players that they were really hoping to see come to, you know, to, to help the Giants who are not going to make the cut. And... Uh, It'll be, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that all shakes out. And I think there's going to be some real surprises. You know, I know last week we talked about, like, would you would you trade Dickerson? Well, with Belt's injury, you know, um, you know, that changes some things. Yeah, and, you need that left-handed power that yeah. Dickerson brings. And um, and I think Lamont Wade Jr. is now cemented in. Right, yes. He's your left-handed first baseman now. Right. Which is, I mean, I, I love Lamont Wade Jr. And I, I think he's a Major League Baseball player. And I think, you know, so I, I'm glad he's there. I'm, you know, but it, it's really of a bummer how he how he got there. But but I'm glad he's there. Yeah. But yeah, and you Dickerson, yeah, you need that left-handed power there too. Yeah. And Wade Jr. continues to play well, right? So, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, he might be one of those players that just kind of just sticks, you know, and, 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 and it'll make it hard for the Giants to figure out what they're going to do with their rotation. And... So, yeah, um, I mean, I think I think we are going to see. I mean, yes, push is going to come to shove at some point. You know, you're going to reach that moment where you have to DFA somebody to get him on to to get somebody else onto your roster, right? And yep. and I and 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 you're there's just there's just no no choice. The Giants are going to be forced into that situation, and so yes, I do think we're going to start seeing some deals. Um, because Farhan Zaidi is not going to want to lose those guys for nothing, for sure, right? That's not why they were brought on board. That's not why he has those pieces, right? They yep. they are either here to help the team or they're there to to be used as as trade bait, and he's going to find a way to get that done. And so, yeah, we're going to see a flurry of activity because they simply have no choice. And yeah, it is it is a little bit exciting. It's also a little bit nerve wracking too, though, because you know. You don't want to lose any of these guys because they've all been sort of instrumental in keeping the team and helping the team get to this point. But they just they just don't have the, you know, the rules of baseball such as they are just don't allow them to keep all of them. And and it is an interesting it's an interesting uh, situation to be in. I guess it's one of those proverbial. It's a, it's a good problem to have. But it, but it is. It, yes, I agree. It's totally interesting to see whether or not. um 
you know, or to see who's going to stick around and who isn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, for example, like Mike Talkman, I do. You know, it's very, very clear that the Giants organization loves that guy and they really want to give him every opportunity to succeed. You know, Kapler talking about Talkman. And, you know, on that day when he hit the home run after striking out five times and, you know, he mentioned that, you know, they're waiting for him to come out of this slump. But he was even kind of acknowledging that it's hard to call this. It's hard to call what Talkman is going through a slump um, because it has been so, so long. But they're giving him an extremely long leash. And I think he'll be there until they can't possibly, possibly keep him. But yeah, at the end of the day, push comes to shove, I think his number will come up too. But it's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out for sure. Yeah. And and you know, with Belt, nobody knows what his injury timeline is, right? You know, that's Yeah, nobody knows. I'm a huge Brandon Belt fan and um that really bums me out, man. Uh, you know, I I I'm a little bit worried that that might have been the last that we ever saw Brandon Belt play for the San Francisco Giants. And bite your tongue. (laughs) I mean, look, look, nobody else is saying it. I'm going to say it because they're not heartless, you know, heartless people like you. I'm not heartless. I was heartless when I said, I don't want to resign him. I'd rather have Freddie Freeman. (laughs) That's when I was heartless. But that was in that in that when I was envisioning us signing Freddie Freeman, I was envisioning Brandon Belt, you know, celebrating on the mound as they won their fourth ring as he and the and Crawford and Posey won their fourth. Well, no, sorry, not his fourth ring. But but anyway, you know, as they won the Giants fourth ring in the last 11 seasons and, you know, and then I was like he was going to sail off into the sunset, you know, and and we were all going to be like, it's sad to see you go. But at least we went out winners. That's how I imagined that. This is not how I wanted to see Brandon Belt go. I really, really hope that this is an injury. It looks like he's going to have to have surgery. I'm hoping that it is arthroscopic surgery and he's back in like, say, two months or less. Right. Two months Mm -hmm. is a long time. But at least if he comes back in two months, that means he's back for September. He's there for the playoff push and he can play in the postseason. And that's really, really what I'm hoping for. But it's just the fact that he's gone to get a second opinion now and all this stuff. I'm just I'm worried, man. I'm worried. I'm not being heartless. I'm I'm expressing my concern. Oh, Brandon. You know, and, and I know that he's like one of the favorites that Giants fans love to hate. And uh, but he has been you look at the numbers, uh, you know, people seem to think that because he doesn't hit for a lot of power that he's, you know, a, a terrible bad first baseman, a bad baseball baseman. player. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he is a, a very good baseball player and one of the best first basemen in the game. And you know, it's hard to replace somebody like that. And we don't have anyone on the roster that can do what he does. And so uh, I I love the guy. And, you know, he's been a big part of, you know, our success over the last, you know, half, almost decade. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that it's not his last his last game, too, because, you know, that's, uh, that, that thought makes me sad. I hadn't thought of that until you brought it up. So <laughs> thank you, Joy Killer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm sorry, but, you know, I just like, you know, I got to vocalize these things. I'm worried. 
I'm worried. Uh, all right. Well, we're getting to the end of the hour, but I did want to ask you. The Giants uh, this week uh, put three players into the final vote for mm-hmm. all-star voting. Uh, yep. Brandon Crawford, Brand- uh, Buster Posey, and Yaz all made the final vote. Yaz moved up like six or seven spots in the last like week to jump into yeah, number ninth. And so that was great to see. I, I you know, I'm not sure necessarily he's probably the I don't. I don't think he's the most obvious choice for for all stars to represent the Giants. But uh, hey, if people want to vote him in, then then I'll <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, maybe we could take a book out of the Dodgers uh, fans playbook and you know just vote the heck out of Yaz and and Crawford and Posey and get them in. But how many players do you think the Giants will have? At oh the All-Star wow. Game? Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean Crawford kinda... and Posey are are locks, right? I mean, whether the van fans vote them in or not. There, I, I expect they will be all stars. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's hard for me. I, I don't know exactly how the selection process goes because I, I do know that the fans vote in theirs, but I think there's also another vote by players. Yes, players, now. and then Major League Baseball kind of, you know, with the man, the the well, the, the managers, managers the, the, are, yeah. Dave Roberts will get to choose, right? Yep. And I, I think I think Dave Roberts will choose Brandon Crawford as 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 uh, Tatis's backup. He better over Corey Seager. <laughs> well, I mean, Seeger's been hurt, and so I, I don't think it's that. It's not going to be that controversial of a choice for him. Um, so, so I, I think, I think that is likely to happen. Yeah, I think Crawford is going to be an All Star. I think Posey will get voted in. Yes, um, and, uh, and rightfully so. Rightfully yeah. so. I think if he doesn't, he's an he's the obvious choice. You know, so I, I think. Um, I think I, you know, I don't think I don't think Yaz is. I, you know, I think Yaz is an all-star quality player. I think his, pre, you know, this first half of the season has been continuously derailed by injury. Yeah. But I think we're, you know, he has um, demonstrated that once he's healed and healthy, he is he is as good as he's ever been. Uh, so I'm expecting a big second half from him. But no, he's not an all-star this year. Um, but then on the pitching staff, on the pitching staff, I mean, Gaussman for sure. For I mean, sure. he's the second best, uh, in my book, he's the second best starting pitcher in, in the national league. Yep. Um, after God, I mean, Jacob DeGrom, um, <laughs> Thor and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, what about Disclafani? Uh, yeah, I think Disclafani is an all-star. Yeah. Absolutely. Pitching like I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I do, I do. I think, I think that's probably it, though. Yeah. I think, I, I think, um, you know, and Desclafani, you know, I don't know. Like again, I don't know everybody who. You don't think has... Tyler Rogers? Oh, I, it's borderline. He's borderline, but I think you know, I, I think relievers, it's, it's harder for them. Yeah, I mean, they, they just pick all the closers, right? Yeah, so they pick the gonna... closers. It's a starters and closers is pretty much it. You have to be an absolute beast, and he has been an absolute beast. But, but there have been others out there that have had really good. Um, uh, first halves as well in the reliever core. So I just, I, I, I suspect that Rogers will be on the outside looking in. Um, but I think he warrants to be part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. for sure. He's, he's had a good, you know, good solid for sure. It, yeah, I think, half, I mean, yeah. yeah, I think if Desclafani and, and uh, Rogers found themselves on the team, I don't think anybody we would say um, they weren't worthy. I, I think people might argue that whoever got left off should have been there instead. And, you know, just depending on who that's going to be. But that argument happens every year, right? There's yeah. never enough room. 
Um, the good news is that there's some really bad teams that have some really good players, uh, like the Pittsburgh Pirates, for example. You know, yeah. Adam Frazier yeah. for at second base, who who should probably be the starting second baseman yeah. uh, right now. He's it's Albies. Is that is that, is that leading? Yeah, Ozzy Albies. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, I think though that like the Giants, yes, they have some all stars, but this this team overall really. You know, has just been yeah. so good. Across it's not, it's not the about board. the star power. It's about it's yeah. not about the star power. And I think that's depth. one of the reasons. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why the media doesn't like this team. And I, and I mean, don't doesn't like this team is it's just they they don't know what to talk about with this team, yeah. right? All they know to talk about is they go look at well, they go look about Gosman, Posey, and Crawford, and Posey and Crawford. It's mainly because they're they're the guys they've always talked about, and they're having good seasons, right? But that's not, I mean, it's not just those guys that are, are putting the, well, maybe, Cosman, maybe. <laughs> but it's not just those guys that are that are making the Giants good. So, you know, I think uh, I, I think it's very, very conceivable that the Giants could be out-represented by a number of teams. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I, I think those are the guys that, that, you know, I think Gosman, Posey, and Crawford are the guys that should be there. I think Desclafani um, has a good shot of getting there. And yeah, and that's it. Yeah. That's who I think will be there. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, voting for those uh, the the final spots goes through Monday through Thursday. So, uh, Giants fans, get out there and vote for your favorite Giants. Uh, and um, with that, and your least favorite Giants. So for all Giants. Yeah. Right. Okay. All yeah, you, Giants. That's right. And, I mean, there's only three Giants to vote for, and if any of those are your least favorite Giant, then yeah, that's you have problems. But uh, that's weird. Well, looking forward That's to next week. So next week we've got the Dodgers actually tomorrow and t- Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and then we've got the good old Diamondbacks for four games. Oh, yes. So, uh, you know, the, we have got a couple tough games and then we've got some that hopefully will. Yeah, but we got we got we got Gosman and uh, Disclafani going, right? Yes. Yes. And you know Disclafani wants revenge. Right. That's, uh, that's his one bad outing was against the, the Dodgers. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we got we got everybody lined up right. And um, yeah, here we go. Let's get uh, ready to rumble. Let's do it. Well, next week we'll we'll rehash those games. And until then, uh, where can they find us? So on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at, at Giant Cocktails. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Sonoma Y Guy. Ben, where can they find you? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at WatchBenFail. And if you are enjoying this podcast and haven't already done so, please subscribe in your player of choice. And tell your other San Francisco Giants fans, friends, about us. Yes. On that note, Ben, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye, everybody.